This is In Between Stations Radio broadcasting from Flagstaff, Arizona, USA. Yate Abene. Good morning in Dene, Navajo. With my white man's accent. <laughs> Welcome to Flagstaff, Arizona, in between stations radio. I'm having some hot coffee. My uh, dear radio host, Murky, is sound asleep on the big sofa in the studio, and she will not be stirred. <laughs> Little Murky, five feet tall, 100 pounds. Uh, she really got going last night, <laughs> which we're going to play uh, later on, uh, about 15 minutes from now. We're going to we're going to connect you to last part of last night's stupendous broadcast about short weirdness of the weirdness of shortwave radio. Most of it was good. We got a little sleepy there. Um, this part of the broadcast we're going to play was, I think, at three thirty in the morning. Um, we have a lot of really rare records. Uh, I I bet I don't know four or five hundred. Uh, maybe not that many, but quite a few. We have this really interesting box. Uh, it's a little suitcase, actually, that I picked up. And it has about 45... Let me look in here. Let's see. Oh. It has about 40 78-speed records. Then it has this little small album tucked inside there. These little small play 78 speed records 78 speed records especially from this time period the late 30s early 1940s is made from a shellac resin i think which is partly an insect wing or part of an insect body or something that, from a, a beetle that's found uh, in india and china now uh, this kind of record this uh, shellac resin resin is, is pretty fragile. It's almost like glass. If you, if you drop one of these records, it's broken uh, for good. And so it's, it's before, you know, now we have this, these vinyl records that used to be uh, a big deal that you, they had vinyl records, you could bend them and they wouldn't break. <laughs> I don't know about that. But it's because, uh, you know, things from that time period, there really wasn't the plastics that we have now, these incredible plastics we have. Bakelite was another uh, type of deal that you used. It's kind of uh, not the best. Heavy uh, plastics were, were, were sort of more perfected after World War II. So most of these records we have, if you drop one and it breaks, that's it. And some of these 78-speed records, as far as I can tell, there's only one, one of them made. And this collection I have uh, from this radio station in Independence, I'm not sure if it's Texas or where it's at. I haven't been able to locate it. I've played several records because the ads on the radio station, uh, if, if they weren't done live, they were recorded on these little uh, shellac resin 78-speed resin, uh, records. They had ads and advertisements. So instead of, uh, you know, we do this all digitally now, but before you did them digitally, I'm not saying that correct, <laughs> but before you... You'd done that, you'd, you'd put a tape in the deck and you'd play the ad. Uh, and so what they did back in this time period is you'd actually play it on a turntable, the ad. And so you'd have the, I have this uh, one small, it looks like a uh, 45 
what do you call them, a 45 speed uh, record, you know, which used to play one song. These, these are, uh, play four or five. Uh, ads will be on one of these small 78 speed records. So you have to play it in 78 speed. You have 33, 45, and 78. And the older records all play in 78 speed. I have a wind-up wind up photograph that you have to wind it up in a place. Uh, generally, the one song play 78 speed record. And you have to have different kinds of needles for sound because there's no sound control, at least on the old 19, on the World War I uh, player that I have. The uh, master's voice <laughs> has a big megaphone on it, like a tuba. Uh, and I can, you, I've talked about this often. I used to take it out in the desert uh, and, and, and wind it up and play these, uh, these different... I, Bob Wills is one of my favorite um, Western swing. He's, he's kind of the, the king of, of, of Western swing. Nobody's like Bob Wills. So I'd, I'd go out in the desert here about 30, 40 miles in the painted desert. Um, east of uh, um, Wapaki National Monument, Iron Gunner. We've been going out there for years. My stumpy tail healer. And we'd take this... Uh, he's always been suspicious of this uh, record player. It's, it's not very heavy. It's kind of big. So and, and you have to take it apart, take the horn off, and uh, secure the arm, uh, and put it in the back of the um, truck and, and take it out in the desert on these dirt roads. Whenever Gunner knew that, you know, he's this stumpy tail healer. I talk about him all the time. He's incredibly intelligent, but he's also highly suspicious of things he doesn't know about or, or quite understand. And he doesn't like the sound that comes out of the megaphone of the player. <laughs> and so I, I took the player out. He's in the back of the uh, truck, and he doesn't want to get out. Uh, and and he, he's, he's going to, and if you, Gunner doesn't want to do something, he's a pretty powerful dog. You know, he has his ears, his, these uh, big, long, pointed ears up in the air, and he's listening and watching me with a very suspicious look on his, on his face, and he doesn't want to get out, which is unusual because he enjoys getting out and going around and, and marking his territory and listening for coyotes, which he has some of these friends with. I wouldn't suggest you let your dogs run with coyotes. Please always have your dogs on a leash. But Gunner has grown up around these, uh, in parenthesis, packs, groups of coyotes and so he knows some of them uh, and he hangs with them. This is something you shouldn't do with other dogs because you can cause a lot of problems. I usually have Gunner on a leash and these days um, he'd hang with coyotes. <laughs> anyway back to we so we took the player out and I put the uh, you know I put it on the ground in the sand there and you know there's these beautiful uh, cliffs uh, yeah, these big uh, um, mesas, uh, sandstone mesas, uh, red and orange, and uh, some of them are even blue. Uh, and, and you can be in one of these deep, deep canyons, sometimes that are 2,000 feet deep, and it has cottonwoods down there and a little stream running. And, uh, you know, these are, these are beautiful places. Uh, and they have various names. Uh, Diné, uh, Navajo, and Hopi uh, have been in these canyons for hundreds uh, in the ancestral Pueblo thousands of years. There's Pueblos in there and so people have been there a long long time but there's been no one in this area for a long time. <laughs> and so we uh, I wind, I put the record on I, I put my uh, I, I think it was a medium soft needle in uh, uh, on, on the arm 
uh, and, and the uh, some of these players, the speaker is on the uh, on on the actual arm that you sit down and play on the on the on the tracks of uh, the tracks of the uh, Chanel uh, sh shellac record. And so uh, I, I so I wind up the player. I take the break off, uh, and so the table's going around spinning the album, uh, and um, you got to wind it up because this is only going to do one play. And then I, I, and, and Gunner, so Gunner finally hops out of the truck and he comes over and he's really suspicious. <laughs> he does, he doesn't want to, he does, he, he doesn't like me playing this. Uh, um, I did a cartoon of him. Uh, and, and I put it on my Facebook page uh, of this particular uh, day when, when I wound up the player. <laughs> and, and so he's going to set off there in the distance. And so I, I, I and I'm going to play the song that I, I actually wound up and played on that day for you folks. And um, <laughs> so I set the... Uh, I set the needle down and it starts starts to play, and and, uh, and as soon as it starts to play, the coyotes start up over on the <laughs> on the mesa. You know, there's these old juniper trees up there, and you can't see them, but you can hear them, and they're just they're just yipping and and singing and uh, <laughs> to the record, and then Gunner starts in. He starts barking, uh, to, and so. Uh, from everything I can understand, uh, they're they're all singing. <laughs> so there's this old World War One record that I'm you know uh, playing on this World War or not no sorry it's a 1941 record. It's one of a kind and it's from this radio station in Independence that I've talked about. I I can't really I'm not sure um, what state I'm thinking Texas. Uh, but Independence, Texas, is a is an unincorporated city and has been for eighty years. I think like four hundred people live there. But it's I it says they have a radio station in the main street. It might be a joke because I can't find anything that's like a main street there. And that's where part of my family is from, Texas. My 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 grandma, great grandma Sarah Havens, uh, uh, was from uh, this part of Texas. So. Uh, Anyway, maybe she'd know if she was still alive. <laughs> she's not. She's. I, she, I love her. Uh, my grandma Sarah. I miss her. She's my great grandma. So she always had this beautiful Texas uh, drawl, as did my grandma. She had it her whole life as well, because she grew up in Texas until she was in her, um, I don't know, ten years old, something like that. But she kept her kept her Texas drawl. Anyway, there I am, way out in northern Arizona, in the uh, painted desert. And the coyotes are singing, gunners barking and yipping. So uh, apparently he liked this this selection I'm going to play. So I'm going to play this, <laughs> come back, and then we're going to play uh, part of last night's show, which is about uh, the strangeness of shortwave radio. So you get to hear this. Uh, this is the second time, oh, third time I've ever played this. So you're not going to hear this anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> It's not a perfected recording by any means, but enjoy it, and then we'll come back, and then we'll introduce you and start uh, start playing a little bit of the broadcast from last night's three-and-a-half-hour show. So here we go. Uh, uh, and Gunner, Gunner's right over there on the couch.
<laughs> I don't know how he's going to react when I uh, when he hears this. So, all right, here we go. That was a first-time play, probably haven't, hasn't been heard since the day the radio station uh, went on the air back in the late 1930s, possibly 1940s. That was Charlie Wilson on the slide guitar. Guitar. <laughs> My vernacular is coming out. The vernacular is something you have to deal with in this radio station for sure. All their uh, recordings and stuff, I can hardly understand them. Um, so uh, slide guitar was, of course, is, is, is used in Western music a lot and is quite famous in the um, Bob Wills and, uh, and Western swing. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of Western swing in the 1930s, especially Bob Wills. And uh, so and, and Neil Young, other artists use a slide guitar. I, I knew a, there's a guy here in Flagstaff that plays it, and he's really good. It's one of my favorite instruments if played well. I wouldn't say that's the best recording in the world. It's really old and it's kind of scratched up and we tried to do the best we could. We played it off our old 1918 turntable. So <laughs> you got to hear it for the first time. So, all right, that's from uh, one of the original recordings from that long ago radio station that was in Independence. So before we go, we're gonna play a short minute and a half clip of the first time this radio station in Independence, Texas, I believe. It could be Missouri, but I believe it's in Texas. But the only reason I'm suspicious it's not is uh, Independence, Texas is an unincorporated place, a little country town with a few farms, <laughs> no main street. So I don't know, um, but the accents seem Texas, maybe. I don't know. So you maybe you can figure out what's going on here. I, I think he... 
the announcer uh, introduces himself as a, this is their first broadcast, and then they tell a joke about a mud turtle and a mountain goat. <laughs> I don't know. You you tell me. And then uh, uh, the next guy in the studio asks, um, if you know, because you used to hold your stockings up with these suspenders that went up to your boxers. I don't remember my grandpa. Who was who was born in the 19th century? I was one of the uh, younger grandkids, but my grandfather was actually born in the 19th century. He could have went to World War One, but he stayed home because all his brothers went. Something like that. Anyway, he used to hold his pants up when he went to church with these little suspenders, or I mean his his uh, his stockings, so they'd be nice and, and, and stretched out. <laughs> It's kind of strange, and so they go on. So they, they they talk about that, and then they say, "Well, how can you? How do you hold your pants up? You know, if they're falling down." I would think suspenders, but they come up with another solution in, in this joke. I guess <laughs> you you tell me. All right, so um, we're gonna we're gonna play uh, last part of last night's broadcast live broadcast in the short wave. Murky gets a little carried away. She's still asleep. <laughs> No, she, she's stirring. So we're going to play part of the uh, broadcast, not the full three and a half hours. Uh, I think the part starting at about 3.30 um, in the morning. We're going to play that uh, about the weirdness of shortwave radio. So have a good morning. Survive your work. The weekend's coming. Uh, we love you. I love you. <laughs> and uh, in Diné or Navajo, hakone. Later. Listening to Late Nights on In Between Stations Radio, broadcasting from Flagstaff, Arizona, with host David Hartley. You're listening to Late Nights on In Between Stations Radio, broadcasting from Flagstaff, Arizona, with host David Hartley. If you just picked us up, um, it's it's uh, three o'clock in the morning here. <laughs> so uh, the stars are out. It's night, um, and uh, yeah, here we are. Um, so we're talking about um, we're, we're just kind of like talking about shortwave radio and all the uh, interesting things that take place in the shortwave radio medium. It's pretty easy to buy shortwave radio. There's all kinds out there you can pick up for virtually nothing. The problem is, is getting an antenna up and getting in a place where there's not a lot of interference. And that's one of the big problems is when you're in a city. Now, if you can be out in the desert or up in the mountains where you're away from wires and you're away, even even there now with satellite communication and with um, microwave transmissions, you still get interference. So, and there are spots on the globe in the United States where it's you're not going to get this stuff. 
and this is why I like going out into the middle of the desert because a lot of times I can avoid that. I can really pick up um, a lot of interesting stuff, especially on shortwave radio, AM radio. But you really got to have, a, and if you, you just can't get a, a regular shortwave radio and pick up that much, especially if you live in an urban area. You've got to get an antenna. You can buy antennas, and then you can actually get these rollout antennas that are just wire, that are you know insulated, and run it throughout your house. You can look all this stuff up on YouTube. But my suggestion is to, is to, is to build an antenna like we do, our antennas, and, and place them in a strategic place. Uh, we have a huge mountain, Mount Eldon, by, our, by where we broadcast from our radio station here. So we have to kind of work around that. We pick up a lot of Asian stuff. Huge amounts of Asian stuff. It's like being in China sometimes. It's so powerful here. And it's just part of the Flagstaff dynamic. But you've got to set up a, a, a good antenna if you're going to pick up shortwave radio. And it's, they're, they're pretty... Uh, it's, it's pretty minimal uh, price there. So if, if you get out in the desert, I, I, we have a How about my useless A-cup bra? <laughs> okay, Mark, you're right. No, we're not going to use that, Marky. Why not? You can. Um, it's as good as anything else that's out there. Yeah, right, Marky. So, so um, if you get out, and you know, it's quite you know, in thirty miles, I can be out in the middle of nowhere, uh, where there's no buildings, there's no uh, wires, there's not even any roads, and I can pick up all kinds of amazing things at night because the ionosphere drops down when it gets night. It's uh in a place you can pick up a better signal. It's not so on fire with radiation from the sun. Uh, and you can pick up all kinds of interesting things. And, and, and I think in that situation, and when I grew up, I grew up in a little farming community on the edge of the West Desert in northern Utah, which is a huge, beautiful, open area. This has, it's completely almost roadless. And so I, I was on the edge of that. And sure, I, could, I made my own antenna and I could pick up incredible things. And this is, of course, a while ago. There's more wires in the town I live in now. There's more uh, microwave transmissions. But it's still a pretty open area for uh, picking up tra you know, worldwide uh, shortwave radio transmissions. So I grew up in a really cool, a cool place. It's still even today that way. But if I drive out into the middle of the West Desert, I live here in Arizona now, not uh, northern Utah, and I take a shortwave radio, you can bet I'm going to pick up all kinds of amazing stuff and some really weird stuff. And this is kind of where we're going to go after... Hey, um, dumbass. What about the Morse code stuff? <laughs> okay, I'm getting off the subject. Murky wants uh, wants us to get back to the, what we are talking about, what we picked up with our, um, with our decoders. We have decoder software on uh, some of these Morse code transmissions. There's a lot of Morse code. Uh, amazing... Uh, Reception, reception and transmission of Morse code signals, which sometimes uh, are the best thing to have out there. In a, an emergency situation, you can pick up, you know, the Morse code uh, SOS signal pretty easy. So um, let's go ahead and uh, so we, we, we picked up, you know, it's pretty easy to get Morse code transmissions. They're pretty strange. And sometimes you can get like 10, 15 different transmissions over the top. There's just these layers layers of sound and transmissions and noise and interference uh, absolutely just sometimes as many as a hundred different layers of sound going on and uh, I don't know if you've ever edited sound um, 
it's an interesting process because what you find is there's all these different layers of sound, especially if you're going to do a film uh, and, and you want to create uh, the environment, uh, say, of a city. You'll notice there's all these, sometimes you can have as many as 90 tracks of sound going on in one place in the city. 90 different separate tracks of sound. So it's, 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 it's kind of uh, interesting when you're, when you're more aware of what's going on in the uh, sort of world of sound. And um, so it, it, it can be a challenge, especially on a short of radio, trying to, um, to uh, center yourself on a certain station or frequency, especially if, you're ha if you have a lot of interference uh, with solar flares and things like that, which do affect shortwave radio um, and kind of mess up the atmosphere. But even on a normal good, good night, uh, you, you have to really be, have a trained ear sometimes to pick up things. And um, so this is so stupid. Are we going to get to this stuff? Or what? Yes. Because I, I have better things to do. Huh? Like going to sleep, <laughs> listening to you. You have better things to do? Right. Don't we? <laughs> well, we're on the radio, my dear, and you're the programmer. So. But not by choice. Not by Yes, by choice. Don't say not by choice. Because okay. It is. It's because I'm just stupid enough to love you. You. <laughs> so we started picking up these Morse code transmissions. Uh and uh, they, they seem like a lot of nonsense. So you can get, uh, you can actually get, um, on, even online devices uh, that you can, that will listen to your radio and will like translate the, the Morse code signal and give you sort of a readout, either the raw Morse code, you know, da, dit, 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 da, dit, or it'll actually translate the letters for you. And, and, Sometimes that'll be complete nonsense because you have so many different transmissions going on. Other times it can prove to be, you know, a really boring conversation or somebody talking about different frequencies being monitored in different countries. They'll give the name of the city. Uh, they'll give their, uh, um, they'll give their, you know, their, their number, number that they've been signed. Uh, you're, you're signed call signs by, by your government, uh, like the federal government. We have call signs here. We edit those out, and there's a and there's a you know there's an official way to talk, which can be really boring to me. Uh, and I think sometimes when you get into pirate radio and stuff like that, it's a lot more interesting. Uh, there's some I, I would say ninety percent of amateur radio conversations are complete. Right, lonely old men getting off on their assigned carrier frequencies. <laughs> right, Murky, they're completely boring as hell. Because all you're trying to do is get a signal, and this is important, you know, where it's coming from and what, what, you know, how powerful your station is, what frequency it's on. Sometimes you get these entire frequencies at night that are monitored by 10 or 15 people from different countries saying, hey, I'm from Mexico, hey, I'm from Bulgaria, hey, I'm from Germany, hey, I'm from New York City, and, and all these people will sign on to this frequency to p see what they can pick up. But beyond that, you know, if you're creative and is, is the entertainment factors of shortwave and all the other things that go on other than and you can get really technical and sometimes they think technical stuff is boring as hell other times they think it's really interesting so back to the translation software we got for morris code um, and we also used ai to help us out with this ai to analyze the signal um we picked up some really bizarre stuff and um 
we're going to talk about that. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and play some of that stuff. This is in the 80 meter band. This is a there's a, there's places in the 80 meter band where you can get a lot of uh, Morse code transmissions. Um, it could be quite interesting if you can get it clearly. It could be very confusing if you can't. So we found a pretty clear signal. I think twice, right, Murky? Right. But let's go ahead and play. Uh, just we're not going to play the whole thing because you know have, it goes on and on. It's almost it's kind of nonsense if you don't know what's being said. So we're going to so play a little bit. So you want me to go ahead and do this now? Yeah. Go, right. Go ahead, Murky. And okay. Yeah, here we go. We're going to hear the Morse code signal first, and then I will go ahead and read the translation from our decoder software. International Morse codes. A international. Morse internationally. A danger message. Which is an adiometer kissing and echoing. Incomplete transmission of sequences. To be deciphered in JavaScript. With prompt inputs. Then parsing the response into a phrase. Having transmission issues. That can't be solved individually. From one complete neighboring broadcasted in Japanese. Amongst an ocean of negotiations. Since computers on two things don't work well. Crashing in between clearest interior gone missing. A blow to set a right. You begin to sort out. Into a piece of mess. Okay, with our new translation software. And we didn't, this is not, we, did, we just played a little bit of this. Um, this is what the first message we picked up out of this stuff. And, I, and yeah, it's not exactly. If you if you're listening to the Morse code, it won't translate out exactly because we we're just playing little bits and pieces here. But this is what we got out of the entire transmission. Go go ahead and read that from what the software gave us. We did go through th three different kinds of uh, decodings uh, systems because this just seemed like complete nonsense. Just a bunch of letters uh, and then and, and just being typed out. Or you know, did it? Uh, did it? Did it? Did it? Uh, you know, just and, and just. But there, well, one thing was for sure. It's a complex coded system in the Morse code. Yeah, right, Murky. As you you knew there was there is, this is uh, some kind of code. But go ahead and read that, Murky. know more than most people do. Help me to be more understanding. Six dates and times. Six o'clock. I am begging you. Five bodies missing. Help. For all the latest news, I am the only one. The point is not to try to understand. I was asking you a question. There is no answer to that. Five seven hours. Seven on the list. Please respond. Dash. 
straight face dash dash slash s o r c l a r s m g p slash d o r c o d e a u slash d o r c o d e a u slash d o r c o d e a u y p x w e a i m slash g a z t n slash n dash dot dash dash analysis others then dash dash don't let seven rick you to bowden he is one high e e nine tie a hat hit net i i it is a seat i of time i see tie in the net a hat the net a seat he tie a net a hat he tie a net he net the net he net i see a hat we seat we see eye to eye we seat i see a hat he sees eye to eye with me he sees i am certain of me he takes me as his own he is mine okay thank you murky uh for for reading that um it's it's pretty obvious that's that's bizarre stuff and, and, if, and it's even more bizarre to to read it let me point out too uh the thing with morris code is you know one one word takes a while to to type because you're doing it in each letter and so uh this normally would be a long morris code transmission that murky read so we uh, slowed it down, but we still it's just still way off. We just wanted to play some of the original Morse code in there. Realized that it came out with a bunch of sort of nonsense letters that we seen that there was a coded system we put into uh, the AI software, and it came out with these formulas. It took a while, and then that's kind of what the the uh, messages read. So um, yeah, it's not it's not accurate uh, in terms of the Morse code you're actually hearing as somebody tries to translate that because um, we just didn't have time to play this long uh, uh, Morse code these long Morse code transmissions that can take quite a while 78 words per minute that's pretty fast uh, um, and it's it's obviously not it's just not in real time so anyway. There's going to be some problems there if you actually listen to the Morse code, but we had to translate that because there's a coded transmission in that. So we had to go through, was it three different kinds, Murky? Right. We used three different types of coding software. Yeah, until we came out with that. So it could be pretty sophisticated, odd stuff. Um, and this is, you know, this is metaphorical. I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, this is what, this is what um, we talked about before is like a lot of, um, uh, spies, so-called spies, corporation spies, uh, spies from different countries, um, they have to find uh, a way to communicate that other people can't understand. And so they have, uh, you know, they have coded systems that they can decipher and then get the message out of it and then broadcast a message to, you know, to say the Soviet Union. Um, or somebody in the Soviet Union can broadcast the United States. Um, and so it's going to be hard to, to figure out what's going on there. And sometimes they use metaphorical poetry to get to convey an idea. And if you've been in the military or in a war, you know this goes on. It's very prevalent. And even today, like if you go to tribal places like uh, Diné, uh, Navajo, or Hopi, they have their own coded system, the way they talk in their language. Even if you understand the language like Hopi, there's so much, there's so many nuances 
and ways you pronounce things, a little like sewing in jokes that you're not ever going to quite get it unless you've been raised in that culture. And so this is also known on you know, when you're trying to to um, get secret messages over to someone else on the other side. And you use all these different ways to... Um, I'm trying to figure out what that, that original... Because, uh, you know, I think Edgar Allan Poe came up with the spy genre, the detective genre. I think the gold bug. I'm trying to remember what he wrote. I don't remember, but... but uh, some of these guys started like taking the first letter of each line of the poem, and that one, and I can't remember what that's called, and that would make a word. So, coded systems are really interesting, uh, and and especially metaphorical things and secret societies, the government, the military, friends. You know, when you used to get in your walkie-talkies, you have a certain way of talking. Nobody else can figure it out. Uh, there's pig Latin. Even I had a girlfriend once. She was a lot of fun. We had this whole the like, top secret naughty language. <laughs> right. We had this whole sexual uh, thing tied into our conversations that would just, it seemed like a normal conversation, but you'd start saying things to each other, and, and it, we would laugh because we knew what that meant, and nobody else knew, and you know. So it's 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 like that. Um, so well, personally, I think our own dreams can have a special coded language built into them. One that often takes a certain amount of time to understand. Yeah, yeah right, Ricky. Um, all right, that's going to lead to the other part of, of our um, broadcast uh, tonight, at least if you just joined us. This is In Between Stations Radio with hosts David Hartley and Murky Ann Bell. Say hi, Murky. <laughs> you don't want to. And, uh, can you tell I've been drinking a lot of coffee? <laughs> yeah, maybe too much. I don't drink. I usually only have one or two cups a night, but wah. I just, I think we had a big, Murky fixed up a big coffee. You better not have put anything in there other than coffee, Murky. Yep. You did? Right. <laughs> You're not going to tell me? Right. And guess what, stupid? I'm not telling you what it was until we get in bed tonight. <laughs> until we go... We until we go to bed tonight. You go to we sleep in separate beds. Murky. Head. Well, stupid. While you're asleep, I sneak into your bed and have my way with you. You sneak into my no, you don't. <laughs> Murky has a really nice boyfriend, right, Murky? Maybe. Yeah. And so we're just we're just joking. Around. Yep. At least until we're under the sheets you're... tonight. <laughs> so so um. All right. All right. Hey, let's, Dave. Uh, let's do a song. You want to go to? All right, we're gonna we're gonna go to uh, a song. And don't forget, they're here. not real commercials. And remember, our ads are not really they're really old. So, like I always say, don't go out and buy a nineteen forty five Delco battery because they don't sell them anymore. <laughs> they don't work anyway. All right, here we go with uh, one of our fun uh, old ads and, and a song. Every spaceman knows you just gotta have Hostess Twinkies along. Even space girls know it. You get a big delight in every bite. Delicious Hostess Cream-Filled Twinkies taste out of this world. With luscious, creamy white filling inside, soft golden sponge cake outside. You get a big delight in every bite. Yep, smart spacemen always have plenty of good taste in Twinkies along. Wherever they go. Hostess Twinkies. Thank you. 
So this gets back in, uh, uh, welcome to In Between Stages Radio, if you're just tuning in to us, uh, from Flagstaff, Arizona, um, broadcasting to you, and of course, because we're in the shortwave, we're going all over the place, not just here. I, and I always joke around that it's funny that someone across the street can't pick us up, but yet somebody clear across the globe can get our, our, our live radio broadcast. If not, you, you always have the podcast options on uh, SoundCloud, uh, Apple, um, we're, we're about on everything, uh, so, and, and we get most of our listeners from outside of SoundCloud. Uh, we don't get that many listeners on SoundCloud, but we love SoundCloud, it's our launch off, they do a lot of favors for us, and so, um, we love them a lot, and this is, that's, that's our favorite medium, you can find us in, in other places. Hey, nice plug for the folks at SoundCloud. No, that was not a plug. <laughs> well, maybe it was. I don't know. You like it. Well, mm, actually, yeah. they're pretty cool. Okay, so that's getting into the other side of our show, uh, divination. And I've talked about, we've had a, several uh, episodes about divination. And divination is um, basically looking into the future um, or looking into uh, to other things going on in your life that's kind of disconnected, or maybe it's connected to nine to five reality. You know, you get up and go to work, or you get up and have breakfast, and this is your day. This is how it nor- normally goes, normally in parenthesis. And and uh, this, you know, one, two, three, and this is what a normal day is for you. And you're going to have some days that aren't so normal, but it's just the nine to five reality. But the divination person is the person that you know. I, I think you go to a gypsy or you go to a tarot card reader a palm card reader if you're indigenous or native you go to a medicine person 
Uh, and a lot of times those people, especially in the Navajo, Diné tribe, have many years of training. They're certified. If you ever go to a medicine man, be careful. And it's, it's kind of hard to do that, uh, the real ones. It's, it, one, it's extremely expensive. Two, you got to have good connections. And uh, you, you just don't go to a medicine person. It's just, it's really hard. Uh, and it's, it's cultural. It's, some, it's a system that doesn't really belong to, to people outside of that culture, per se. But if you decide to, uh, it's difficult if you don't understand the culture or the language. Uh, and you can run into a lot of fake people. They want to get you into their teepee <laughs> and play their tom-tom for you. Watch out for the fake boyfriends. And yes, and fake boyfriends and girlfriends. So be careful. So, um, it's uh, yeah, there's everybody... I like to say this uh, fairly often. Murky thinks it's funny too. That whenever not really, I'd like to kick his ass. <laughs> right. That whenever I there's go, there's nothing to, worse uh, than some little-minded man trying to lie to you uh, or trying no, no. to be what? something he's not. <laughs> it's grounds for throwing a big bowling ball right square into his crotch. <laughs> I have a really close friend. He's just joking around. He was in one of the Hopi villages. I won't say which one. Uh, and he said that whenever a good-looking uh, outsider comes into the village, like a beautiful Swedish woman or German woman uh, that doesn't speak very good English, or even somebody from New York City, uh, and, and he's attracted to them, and, and he wants to, like, you know, quickly get uh, go out for co or do other things, you know, um, he'll, uh, he'll say, I'm a medicine man. Oh wow, you're a medicine man. Tell me about your culture. What can you help me with this? And you know, uh, it, it, it's it's a different thing. Cause, it's not funny, Dave. Fuck him. You know, and then he everybody can be a medicine man if they want to manipulate you or or get certain things from you. And so you have to be careful. You have to go through. The, they have official ways to do things, and if you don't do it that way, you're, you could get yourself in a, a lot of trouble. Um, so and then you had this whole new age thing. You don't you don't know you know you can get really involved with people that go way out there. So my my thing is be careful. Do your research. If you want to find the real thing, I mean, you go to the Amazon to the you know the jaguar shamans, people that have years and years of experience uh, in divination and healing ceremonies. Uh, it's a whole different reality and approach. And these guy these folks don't mess around. This is pretty serious stuff. Okay. Having said all that, and boy did I say a lot, right, Murky? More than enough, I think. <laughs> you could do the show. <laughs> I doubt it. No. It would definitely you hate, suck. Uh, okay. Anyway, I need all a right. smoke. Yes, you can yes, you can smoke cigarettes. But not on your side of the on your side of the glass. So she's on the other side of the glass looking at me. We're you know communicating with each other. Sometimes she's over here in her chair. But not tonight. She's on the other side, and so I'm looking at her. Hi, Murky. She's giving me kisses through the glass. I'm going to tell you. He boyfriend. already knows, dummy. He knows. Yeah. Besides, I love you anyway. I lo <laughs> I even love if you, you never stop yeah. talking. <laughs> okay. Um. So, I I think I think what goes on in your head, and I think uh, we and we talked about this a little bit. Uh, Carl Jung has a whole interesting uh, concept called synchronicity. And this is where um, a lot of interesting things can happen uh, that are precognitive. And, and, we, and we talk a lot about the, 
this on other shows, and I don't want to go into too much detail here, because you've probably heard this over and over. If, you, if you're new, you probably haven't. But look up synchronicity if you want to. It's, it's very interesting, because it moves out of the causal, predictable environment and into, into the something that happens that you can't really explain it logically. And, I, and I've used a few examples, like, um, you know, you're, you're, in, you're in your friend's house helping you paint the living room. And, you're, you know, as you're painting, you're talking about things and, you know, have a couple stories in there. And then suddenly you start uh, talking about a red car. I, I think Carl Jung even uses a red car as an example. So you're talking about a red car. It just comes up in the conversation and... and uh, you know, it's a it's a 1964 because you collect car uh, Galaxy 500 and it's red and and you want to rebuild the engine and restore the car and you get in this conversation but you don't have it and so it, it just gets in and, and, and he's into antique cars and while you're painting this living room you know you're talking about this red car and then you know in the conversation going five minutes you, you know where this is going and then you your friend says oh my God look out the window. Oh my God, look at this. And you look out the window and across the street, the neighbor pulls, a car pulls up in the neighbor's driveway and it's a red 1964 Galaxy 500. Now, now this, this really happens in different kinds of situations. And there's the car that you've been talking about. And that's, that's this whole thing called synchronicity. It happens to a lot of people and this isn't, Unique, but Carl Jung, and, and when he was doing his uh, his famous Red Book, where he comes up with all this interesting ideas about the unconscious mind, this larger, deeper mind underneath the surface of our conscious mind, underneath the surface of our culture, underneath the surface of our daily habits, is this larger and bigger mind, and he uses the term unconscious, and it's partly genetic and it's partly not genetic, it's partly this, it's where you push everything that happens to you, especially things you don't want to think about, or things that's happening in the background. And that's shortwave radio, is there's all this stuff going on in the background. And synchronicity plays into that. I'm trying to think of a really famous synchronicity event in my life that actually happened. I think there's been so many and <laughs> kind of on the spot. Do you have any murky? None that I want to talk about. You, none that you want Not to unless talk. you want me to tell a naughty story about being fully nude with a good looking guy. No, we're not. <laughs> what about my adventures in Ajo, Arizona? Oh, yeah. I love that broadcast where you, where you went down to uh, the border of Arizona and Mexico. Really? You liked it? Ajo? Yeah, that was beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, you should listen to that sometime. That's, that's yeah. You don't want to, okay, so, but these little events happen to us, you, or you meet somebody, or you're obsessed with a number, or you have a dream about something, which is my thing, is I've had a lot of prophetic dreams that don't, and we talked about J.W. Dunn's um, book on time serialism, which is interesting, this aeronautical engineer, this has come up on several of our um, previous broadcast, including the little thing about the red car and Carl Jung and synchronicity. We played this stuff before, so if you've heard, I'm sorry, but it's kind of part of the conversation and, and where you can go on shortwave radio. So um, I'm going to play a little uh, excerpt here from a video that my good friend in Texas sent me uh, about sounds. 
uh, voices that are in in the uh, in in the in everything. If you slow it down, if you change frequencies, there's there's um, voices in there. So let, let's 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 play that. Uh, this is pretty interesting. I'm just, just going to play a little bit, of it and then we'll come back. The movement was begun by a scientist who discovered, quite by accident, these signals being sent. Please understand, they are safe as long as they are not discovered. The kill list was intercepted. It says everyone in this room will be dead. You're number two on the list. Well, who's number one? An unknown, a civilian. Look out for Charlie. I want him to Murky. <laughs> no more coffee, Murky. My God, I don't know. I don't know what you're putting in this stuff. <laughs> it's like I'm like hypered out. It's like three thirty in the morning. What am I? I can't. Stop worrying, Dave. Look, I'll help you go to sleep tonight. You'll help me go to sleep. I no. I. <laughs> you, this isn't. Hey, uh, stupid. We're on. Look at the station dials. You left us on the air. Okay, we're on. We're on the. We're on the air. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Oh. We didn't realize we're on the air, folks. Okay, we'll take you back to our to this um, um, little bit we're playing from a YouTube video. I wanted to. The movement was begun by a scientist who discovered, quite by accident, these signals being sent. Please understand, they are safe as long as they are not discovered. The kill list was intercepted. It says everyone in this room will be dead. You're number two on the list. Well, who's number one? An unknown, a civilian. Look out for Charlie. I want him to. I've done many videos on the strange sounds heard around the world. I received an email some days ago, and this email had everything to do with the strange sounds heard around the world. And it says, I have watched a lot of your videos. In one, you were talking about the strange sounds being heard around the world. You said that these are voice weapons being used. I really disagree with your opinion on this. I have studied the strange sounds heard around the world for a long time, and I have never heard voices, only sounds. You have a lot of good videos, but I think you are wrong on this one, and I urge you to reconsider what you have said. There is something more to these, and it is something we don't understand. Okay, so uh, I said that these strange sounds heard around the world are and were part of this weaponized surveillance apparatus being tested and tuned. Yes, I said that. Now, about me reconsidering my words on this. Let me talk about the difference between theories and facts. When I say that there are voices in people's homes that shouldn't be there, I'm not theorizing that. It is a fact. When I say that this signal is blanketing everywhere in the background of all ambient noise, I am not theorizing this. It is a fact. I have found it in every single recording that has ever been sent to me, in every recording that I've ever done myself. It doesn't matter whether it is uh, in a home or in a forest, it is just stronger in the home, but it is there. When I say that this is piggybacking on existing noise and monitoring the decibels, it is a fact. I have proven this in many, many videos. Videos where I crumple paper up or any myriad of experiments. And in every single test, the voices jump up on the noise. It's been proven over and over. But I know that you aren't talking about this. You are talking about these strange sounds heard around the world. Which, coincidentally, all these strange sounds have been heard during the time that this mass surveillance system has been rolled out. Now, when I make these statements that these sounds in the system is nothing but voices surrounded by noise, I'm not theorizing on that either. It is a fact. 
It's a fact. I've analyzed most of the audio from most of the videos out there concerning all these strange sounds, and every single one of them is a mess of many, many voices in different frequencies and different speeds. This is not a theory either. This is a fact. And now, for probably the fifth time, I'm going to prove that to you again. After reading your email, I went and grabbed a random sample of strange sounds, and then I got to work on it. But uh, before we do that, my point is not to decipher what these voices are saying in this reply. My point is to only prove that these are in fact nothing but voices. And coincidentally, many of the voice samples are the exact same generic female voice that I've recorded in many homes and areas over the years. Now I chose this clip and let me explain that with studio monitors and the trained ear, I can hear voices in most of these. I don't even need to adjust them or tweak them but I can hear the voices in them. Let me show you the original clip that I used to prove my point to you. that's the original clip you get the gist of it it does this a bunch of times and that's usually what it is there's a sound and it is repeating that sound over and over now when you look at the waveform it looks like the exact same thing essentially that is being played over and over at different volumes you know here's an example of it so let me get into the adjusted version and let's settle this once and for all. For everybody else out there, if people bring this up, send them to this video because it will probably be hidden. Now to work on it easier, I took the original clip and I mixed it down into a mono file and then I began tweaking it. Now here is the first blast, which is this one here. All right, here is the adjusted audio. And the voices are absolutely apparent. It's all voices hidden by other frequencies. Noise, if you will, that is made up of other voices playing at different speeds and frequencies. It sounds like we thought there, but my point is to not analyze what is being said. All right, let's go to the shortwave radio and turn on the dial and see, uh, let's see what we can find, find in this deep space called shortwave radio. We're in the 80 meter band, which is where we broadcast right around 35, 32, 32.50 kilohertz. And uh, we, Got the radio on here, and we're going to see what we can find. See if there are voices, if there are hidden things here in the shortwave radio in the 80 meter band. Okay, let me just check. 
This is a sound uh, you hear quite often. Some of those technical people like to say this is a jamming frequency. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, a lot of these things are not. Some are human made, some are not. Depends on where you're at, right? And what you're thinking about, what you're hearing. Oh, Gunner over there, <laughs> he's got his ears up but he's not too happy with these sounds. <laughs> He's taking a look at me. All right, let's move here. Yeah, what's that? All right. All right, let's see here. If we can focus in on something. Maybe. It doesn't sound like it's English. So we don't have to pretend there's voices in sound, or maybe we don't have to pretend at all. There's actually really voices on the shortwave. Some people think some of them are dead people, or disembodied spirits, and I've heard some weird stuff. I wouldn't doubt that. Okay, what's that? It sounds like English. What's he saying I think you might be speaking French. I, I think. All right. Let's let's move here. Uh, all right. Here's one of the things on shortwave radios. You get three or four different uh, broadcasts going on. Bleeding, bleeding over the top of each other, and this is a challenge to listen to stuff like this. And like I say, and like the whole thing in between stations, is what do we, what's out there? This is the atmosphere, the living atmosphere up in the ionosphere of the planet. And at nighttime, when it cools down and there's not so much radiation up there, and the ionization, uh, so yeah, it's proper. You can really pick up some odd things. Uh, things coming from out there in space as well. Once they hit the sound medium of the planet, you can pick these things up. If we have a good antenna. Alright, you get the gist of it. Alright, let's see what's going on here. Alright, we can hear one of the parties pretty good, the other's off frequency a little bit. <clears throat> and because I'm not, I'm interested in getting one conversation here. Alright, I'm turning the knob here. Mm. Alright, we don't, let's move here. Let's, 
um, All right. Anyway, yeah, you took a better listen. Coming out uh, of from through the headphones and somewhere in North England. Still there. Still there. Pretty good signal to be that far away. Yeah, it's interesting to compare your audio Bob with Graham. So here's what I talked about. A lot of amateur radio people, ham people. They endlessly talk about their technology and their radios and how they receive and transmit. It's interesting to some degree, and you know you're always trying to get that that far away transmission and put it in your logbook. And nowadays you can record a lot of these, but it's mostly just really boring shit. <laughs> and that's kind of how our daily conversations usually are. So when you edit, when you make narratives and things like that, you want to find something interesting. Let's listen a few, for a few more minutes to what you mostly get on shortwave radio with amateur people. The amount of uh, reverb you were using at the time, but um, we, we can um, we can always try it again, there, uh, Bob. Over. Yes. <laughs> Incidentally, Nick, I meant to ask: Are you are you uh, conscious of the uh, of any reverb on the signal? Uh, a tiny bit. So, just a tiny bit. Um, these guys be, are, you know, like really I said, uh, I have and, location um, software in North England. I'm not um, quite sure where. But, All right, let's move on. Alright. What are these? These are weird. This particular one at 3806.28 kilohertz has been around a long time. People, some people say these are jamming frequencies that other countries use so you can't broadcast in this frequency they keep it for themselves or they don't want you communicating especially during a war talked about this before you don't want you you want to have a blackout when I was in the war I was in there was a major communications blackout with everybody as the invasion was taking place and so these could this could be a jamming frequency but some of these things are just so weird and they've been there for years I don't know uh, this could be atmospheric stuff uh, from outside of the planet. The sun itself has a frequency. Okay, let's move here. Let's see if we can find... Oh, yeah, this is an interesting one. This has been around a long time. Broadcast. This one's been around a long time too. Let's listen to it. See if we can check check it out. It's moving through the atmosphere, through space, through the living planet. This particular one is thousands of miles away in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, I think. No, yeah. What do you think, Sinair? I'll bet you if I slow this down uh, and the audio and 
edit it, I can find some weird stuff on there. I don't know if we'll have time to do that tonight. Okay, let's move on. We talked about Morse code. Um, we'll do more of this in the show where we you can trans. Some of the stuff's just boring everyday conversation. Other stuff is definitely coded. Uh, we talked about how there were ten Soviet spies arrested in 2010, 2011, uh, Operation Ghost Waves or something like that, where these people were transmitting seriously uh, secret information across their little shortwave radios, and they coded all that. And a lot, of, so we found stuff that's actually coded and has something going on with it. Iron Murky. All right, let's move to here. All right, I'm going to show you a weather, uh, a marine weather band. I had my grandpa used to listen to these. He was a salmon fisherman. Let's see. All right, let's, let me change. All right, this is local. Locality is in the North Seas of the, the Marine Broadcast. This particular station is over 3,000 miles away. <laughs> but it's important if you're on these big ships or, or small ships uh, to know the weather. And if your computers and your GPS goes out, you can always use your shortwave radio. And, and as my grandfather taught me, you need to have that marine band radio or even transistor radio. You can pull the antenna out. Uh, I was in a really big storm I, I've talked about before with my grandfather. Well, yeah, it's just awful storm. If you're, I don't know if you've been out to sea and been in a storm. There's nothing like those. They're just totally nightmarish and frightening. And he took us through this incredible storm, you know, these big swells, 40, 50, 80 feet high, and you're going up and down, up and down, and they get worse and worse, and they start to white cap out, and, you can, and it's in the middle of the day, it turns dark like night, and you're trying to get back to the harbor, you know. And you can see the St. George Reef way out there, and uh, St. George Reef Lighthouse, which at that time, when I was with my grandfather spending time, there was actually lighthouse keepers there, and that's about 30 miles from where we were at. And so, you, but he showed me how you could use, this is, you know, I'm in junior high, 14, how you can pull the telescopic antenna out of your little uh, AM radio, because there's a local station there in Brookings, and, you know, this is where he lived in Harbor, Oregon, and you can use that as an orientation device, uh, moving the, the antenna, it's uh, stronger or weaker, and if you get far away from the station, then you're, and uh, let, let me tell you something, if your uh, equipment goes out and your technology uh, even when you have a compass, it can be really confusing when you're out to sea. Oh, yeah, like nowhere else I've ever been. Okay, that's enough of that. I think what we're going to do is I'm going to slow down one of these. Let's see which one I can do. It's the weirdest. All right. We're going to slow this one down. I'm going to put it in the... Uh, Let's see what we can find on it. 
Okay, that's enough. There's some really weird things. If you take your time, believe me, I've been doing shortwave radio since I've been in the sixth grade. All right, let's go and let's let's take one of these clips of sound and and slow it down and see what we can find, like my friend in the video. All right. Wait a minute, I just found something cool here. Let's see if I'm going to keep this in the show. This is weird. We're going to do this one. Okay, we're back. Uh, our, you know, well, we've always been in the studio. <laughs> Murky's on a break, so um, she'll come back in a few minutes. Um, uh, sorry about all the weird sounds, and it kind of probably messes with your ears if you're listening to it, especially with earphones on. That's kind of shortwave radio. I mean, that's what you're getting now, is you're getting a, a live broadcast on, on shortwave radio. We're gonna, we took a, a, a clip of sound I played, uh, or we found there at the end, uh, and we're going to try slowing that down a little bit and seeing what we can find. Um, let's see here. Uh... All right, we're going to uh, we're going to slow this down. Let's let's let me play the uh, the raw clip first of of what we record on the shortwave radio. Um, I'm trying to remember the frequency it was at. Um, Thirty nine eighty kilohertz. Uh, so it sounded like there's a lot of things going on there. Let's 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 go ahead and play that first. <laughs> Okay, so um, I can hear a lot of things in there. I, it almost sounds like an off-frequency uh, um, broadcast, uh, and but I, I tried everything and I, I couldn't get it. So it's it's either so far away or it doesn't have enough power. Uh, I couldn't understand it. But there's something else weird going in there, and I picked that up. Uh, Europe or even Asia, uh, Soviet Union. Uh, I can't in there too. And then there's the static, but there's something else and I picked that up pretty quick and we're going to see what we can find now um, when we slow that clip down I I'm telling you if I had time um, we, we wouldn't even have to slow anything down you just find weird stuff and and I, I think if you listen to my Duke Nukem episode um, our, you can uh, we talk more about that find and that's very strange uh, broadcast been off the air for a while I haven't been able to find that people argue that it's a jamming frequency no it's it's somebody with some creativity and maybe even something stranger and more uh esoteric you know more uh, and and maybe even in between the living and the dead I, I don't know that's that's jumping jumping around there okay so so um let's see what we can find here okay so let's 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 search around this clip and see we can find uh, the place I thought there was something really weird going on there. Um, okay, scroll right. Okay, I'm just looking at the sound wave. Um, this is it right here. Let's just take this small clip uh, of sound from the from the, uh, the shortwave radio transmission. Uh, the main one. There's a lot of other things going on. Let's see what we can what we can find there. So I'm going to place it over here in the tray. You're going to, you can't see this. I have an editing tray. Uh, and uh, let's see what we can do with that clip of sound. 
Okay, let's play that short little clip again for you. Alright, here's yeah, right right here is where it's, it gets a little strange. Now, you know, people could say, well, that's just because it's off frequency, you know, just change it around to change the frequency a little bit and you'll be able to pick it. It's actually a voice. I think it's a lot more than that. Uh, and, and because I've done this a lot, and so we're going to see if we can find what I'm talking about. Hold on here. Okay, so now we're, 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 I don't like to slow the speed down as much as change the pitch. Because when you slow the speed down, it kind of messes things up. So let's change the pitch a little bit, and you can do this with the frequency indicator in the dial uh, when you're, you know, when you're looking through a uh, waterfall meter. A waterfall meter, I've explained before, you can actually see the signals uh, on, on on the frequency you're on. On the 80 meter band, I can turn on my waterfall. It's a be beautiful visual uh, color field, and you can pick up, you can look at any sound without even hearing it and know it, something's there. That's why the signature of this particular. Uh, sound uh, that we that we were pulling this clip from I, there was some odd stuff on there it was very freaky looking so uh okay so we slow we're, we're, we slowed down the pitch and here it is again okay there's there's some weird stuff there all right let's slow it let's slow let's uh change the pitch again okay so let's here it is with the, with the pitch and frequency change just a little more, adjusting it. And you, I'm going to zero in on this really strange kind of, there's two or three, There's I think there's six different tracks of sound going on here. Okay, hold, hold, let's listen to it again. What do you hear? That's what's important. In the Jungian sense, in uh, synchronicity, uh, it's being filtered through your brain, through your ears. I mean, Gunner over there, my stumpy tail healer, he's going to hear something completely different than I am. So I'm saying humans are very narrow-minded because we're, we're, we have our own little bandwidth, and there's this huge light spectrum, sound spectrum, sense spectrum that's beyond us. And so we, we, we hope our technology can make up for that. Okay, let's listen. Let's, we're going to slow it down a little bit more. Hold on. Okay, I significantly slowed it down, and this is what I thought I was hearing as I was hearing a chorus or music. Uh, I'm not so sure about voices, but there's a chorus of music here, and uh, I picked up on that, I think, right off the bat, and it's, it's a little strange. 
um, otherworldly, I would put it. Let's listen to let's let's listen to that. pretty weird. Now, I'm a composer. I compose music as well. Uh, I've been working on experimental film and experimental music for many years. That was my major in, in college, one of my majors. <laughs> I have so many degrees, I could be a circle, 360 degrees. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I learned to deal with these things. When you're in indigenous situations, uh, when noise uh, and the frequency you're tuned, tuned into can do a lot. Um, so, there's obviously some really powerful uh, music, I think, going on there. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to try something else here. Okay, hold on. Okay, so let's let's play that uh, sound again. Uh, chorus. Let's play the original uh, first, the original clip that we did. Let's play that. All right, and then this is what we, we ended up with. Let's listen to that. is really strange. Where's it coming from? In my opinion, of course, one can say, well, it depends. You're a selective listener. You have something in mind. And that's the, that, that's the case in point with the Jungian thing with synchronicity, with your unconscious, with your culture, with your orientation. If I have a few drinks, if I smoke some pot, uh, if I take ayahuasca, uh, if if I get in car wreck when I'm listening to this on my radio, my you know I, I stick it in my tape deck. <laughs> it's going to alter things. But this is just showing you what's out there, and I think it's this wa wide, broad universe world that we live in that we only know a very little about. When you get microscopes, when you get telescopes, when you get listening uh, devices, you know when I can hear maybe on, with my technology the same as my dog Gunner can hear. Uh, what are what are microbial world? You know that's that's our biggest life forms on the planet is is uh, these microbial bacterial life forms. We've just found out that underneath one or two miles underneath the surface of the Earth is the largest life mass on the planet, and it's microbial. Uh, it's 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 microscopic, and it's it's absolutely mind blowing. They're just investigating this whole profound uh, 
source of life underneath the earth, which is more extensive than surface life. Um, how do they communicate? What do they see? What's there? I'm telling you folks, it's a really strange world, and I've been trying to say that all along on In Between Stations Radio, that we need to stop orienting ourselves always to just our culture, always to how we've grown up, always to what our limitations might be uh, in the schools, we, we, you know, what, what they've taught us there. Or maybe they've taught us more than we, and we can start to hear. You know, the way you hear poetry, the way you hear music. It's, it's a huge, and, and what, what other life forms here that aren't human? And that's always been my thing, is like, um, humans are really selfish. Humans are really self-oriented. And they think the entire universe belongs to them, and they can comprehend everything. And I think that's, personally, you know, is a bunch of bullshit. So, anyway, what what's out there? Living or dead? And what does it mean when you're dead? I mean, what what what's, what does that mean? Where do you go? Where does the energy go? And like I said, if you don't want to give it a deity or give it a special name, it's just energy. But it's not just energy. It's life. It's consciousness. It's an expression. It can destroy us. It can create things. It can make you feel weird. It can make you fall in love. What is in the dynamic of the air and the house you're sitting in? How many passageways are there? Like the, the tribes here, the ancient Pueblo people, have bricked up doorways that the, that the later generations bricked them up because those are considered time passages. So you could move through time and space. That's the strange thing about the ancestral Pueblo and the people in the Mexican Valley, the, the Aztec and Miztec and way before that, the Toltecs, and these different cultures in, in the South America. These people are a lot more intelligent and more and maybe experimenting with things we don't have any idea about. Have you taken ayahuasca? That stuff's been around five, six thousand years. What 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 has been learned? I mean, that's just amazing stuff. If you haven't taken it, you might think you know, you might not know what I'm saying. If you have, you know what I'm saying. That was fine tuned. These guys are super horticulturists. That we may have the most significant plant horticulture going on in the world in the Amazon basin, and these guys made made make hallucinogenic potions, medicines that are absolutely stunning, change your life completely forever. Um, so it's it's just there's so much out there. What is it that we're not connecting to? Or that we are connecting to. How haunted is the space you're in? Is the dark street you're walking on? Is the wilderness area you're out there? Is the eyes of your lover you're looking to? Or looking into the eyes of a dead person? That's a tough one. Especially if it's somebody you love. I I just don't think it all comes to an end. That's just bullshit because we you know science is debating on what con how what's consciousness. What happens to consciousness when you die? What is it? It's just we're we're really we're archaic. We're out of date already. There's going to be people looking back four and five hundred years when computers are laughable, absolutely obsolete. They're going to be looking back and, and thinking, who were these primitive people that just didn't get it with their wars and with their violence? Or maybe it'll go the other way. Maybe we'll have such incredible, incredibly violent world in the future 
that it's incomprehensible that there was ever peace. I don't know. But what is it that's in the space that we're setting in, that we're walking in? And I think shortwave radio is so beautiful because it gives you a dose of that. It's almost like an ayahuasca trip. If you're if you're tuned in, if you're listening, you, you, you can find all kinds of things, especially in the synchronicity connection, where there's something hunting for you, looking for you. There's a message in there. It's coded or not. It's amazing. And it goes outside of our culture. It often goes outside of our religion. It goes outside of our human understanding. So, okay, there we are.
You're listening to Late Nights, on In Between Stations Radio, broadcasting from Flagstaff, Arizona, with host David Hartley. You're listening to Late Nights, on In Between Stations Radio, broadcasting from Flagstaff, Arizona, with host David Hartley. Uh, something that like changes your frequency of understanding uh, something outside of your culture if you go to indigenous reality um, to indigenous ceremonies in South America Central America the Southwest Hopi Zuni these you can be tuned into a whole different sphere of reality and understanding you never knew was there simply because you're with people that's been doing something radically different than you have for thousands of years and they can really tune you into this whole thing. And that's what, so yeah, are there voices and everything? Yeah, sure, it just, um, it's you translating, it's you like connected to that. And I think that's what the, this whole thing that Carl Jung talked about, Freud and some of these so-called depth psychologists and getting away from that. Medicine people, they are trained to listen to, to different voices, to listen, you know, if you want to term it, it's just energy. If you want to do it in a technical term, so what What kinds of energy? What frequencies? What? And I think a lot of times in different belief systems and in different cultures and different tribes, you give, the, you, you give these things names. You personalize them. Uh, and, you know, say what you will. Lightning, snow, you can give it a, a personal feeling, a personal name. You can make it into a deity. Whatever you decide to do with that. So, or as a scientist, you can give it an equation. You can give it a number. Uh, this is this is life. This is the chemical composition of what life is, and you can write that up on a chalkboard. But that only says so much about it. But you can give it that very logical, rational. Um, I don't know what the com composition of a total composition of a human body. I think I had a, uh, a professor once write on the board. It was quite lengthy, the whole chemical composition of, of a normal human being. I know uh, when you have a, when you do um, blood draws and you do blood chemistries, that gives you a baseline to see where you're at health-wise. So when you go in the lab, you can say, well, this person is. If you take a troponin, for instance, that can give you an indication this person's going to have a heart attack or, or something else is wrong. They have a, a serious infection. Um, they are a disease or they have cancer. You can pick up these markers with blood chemistries. But beyond the, the, the mathematics, beyond the chemical compositions and, and that, the rational physical side is the emotional side of things. And I, and I think that's when things get very personal, you can't always measure them physically. Uh, with a number uh, and you know when you're uh, we talk about this often when you're in love with somebody what's the equation of that and even if you can write on a board does it really say what does it say anything about being in love with the person what that experience is like emotionally and, and I, I think like being completely naked with a beautiful guy <laughs> and eating donuts in his bed yeah. uh, okay murky yeah 
All right, yes. Are you listening to me? Okay, uh, yes, I'm listening to you. So, do you like donuts with your love? <laughs> okay. I, I, I agree. Right. So you... So... There's a lot of interplay with you personally, with what's going on in your head, what's going on in your dream, what's going on with the book you're reading, what are you influenced by, what's your religion, what what club are you in, are you in the shortwave radio club, the amateur, <laughs> you, what's your expertise, what do you specialize in, what do you know about this subject, all that can interplay with how you interpret the world out there that you're experiencing. And you can't always do it rationally with a set of numbers. You can't always talk about the shortwave antenna or the weather. Um, there's a lot more going on uh, around you. And so that's, yeah, like this big, I don't know if you can hear, there's a big jetliner passing over. And I happen to know these are the, the ones that come uh, from uh, Phoenix, that fly international flights. And people that, land in Phoenix, um, come back to Flagstaff, there's a certain route that those planes take. Anyway, you probably... <laughs> All right, we're getting... Uh, we, we, we've kind of covered some things here. Um, there's a lot of really bizarre things out there on, on shortwave radio that can't be rationally or logically explained. And Yeah, yeah right. And we, we are, are... Every... Every year we do something different with our sign-ons and sign-offs. And so this year we have a really freaky Russian that's uh, a number station that's uh, it's being monitored by a lot of people. These, a lot of these stations are. And uh, we picked this, this one up and, and we liked it a lot. And so Murky edited it and then we use it as our sign-off now. Right. This, this, this broadcast, and, and, and we'll later on tonight, we'll go on. We'll go into more detail about this, and we'll play several number stations that new ones, not old ones, because there's just a whole deal with the old number stations. And some people even own the copyrights to that. I think I've talked about that. I've been in arguments with them because you, you can't own that. You can own maybe the sounds you bought from somebody in the recording, but you can't own the, the actual number stations. So, but they people do do supposedly think they own that. So if you use that and get on YouTube or on SoundCloud, uh, they'll say, hey, you can't, you can't use that sound as copyrighted. So there's a lot of new number stations and I have, you know, we have lots of recordings of those that belong to no one and we use, we, we use those. So, um, and there's a lot of things too out there that has been around for a long time and uh, the, especially the Soviet Union has. Uh, and people always think these are really freaky, mysterious signals when they've been there for years. And they are freaky and mysterious, but we we kind of know where they're coming from. We have software now that can locate them, and they've been there for a, a long time. All right, we're going to uh, we're going to sign off. Well, it looks like <laughs> it's time to ride the rails again. Uh, right, Murky. The trains. Right. Yeah. No. Yes, I know you take the train sometime, but you don't ride the rails. You ride the Amtrak, right? Okay, maybe. But I still like fast trains and sleeper cars with big beds and nice-looking guys to play cards with. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna play a song here and do one of our ads, and and then uh, get back with you to the uh, 
the end of our uh, broadcast here on the shortwave. If you're uh, listening uh, to the podcast, you probably won't get the last part of this or even probably the first part of our broadcast tonight. But you'll get to hear this song and add and then... Uh, uh, and then we'll sign off on, on the podcast, continue on the live broadcast. So we love you. Have a nice day. We hope you enjoyed uh, enjoyed uh, this this night's uh, playhouse. <laughs> All the weird shortwave stations. Okay, this is In Between Stations Radio. We, we love, love you. you and have a, and have nice, a nice day. day. Bye. Bye.
Station's radio broadcasting from Flagstaff, Arizona, USA. 